0: Hey, this is Tim from Kalamunda Church of Christ, and today I hope that this podcast blesses you. If you are wanting to know anything more about our beautiful church, why don't you hop online and head to our website at ColourMunda.church. Oh, awesome, awesome. Why don't we give God a round of applause because we love him that much? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just As you're taking your seats, I'm just going to pray. Thank you, worship team. The Spirit of God is moving in this place in our hearts and lives, and we just want to continue that and welcome that. So, Father, we just thank you so much this morning that as we take a seat, thank you that we are seated with you in heavenly places. Thank you that the view is great from up here, that we are one with you and you are one with us. Thank you, Father. I just pray this morning, Father, for a word from that position. Not a word from earth, but a word from heaven into our hearts. Lord, something of substance and significance that only you can do. Something that we walk away with to say, thank you, Jesus. No man could do that. So I just pray we open our lives to you this morning, Father. And everybody with faith said, amen, amen. My name's Brad. I'm one of the pastors here, and it's great to be with you this morning. Great to share God's Word. Um, could you pass my computer, please? Sky or Blaze? I'm going to... Hey, thank you, worship team. you hey, thankful for our worship team that, uh, yeah... You know their, their, their goal and desire is to bring us into the presence of God, that we would engage with God. And so that's what we're looking for, amen? It's not just singing songs or a performance, but engaging with God. And I pray that you, you have that this morning. In worship because it's such a powerful thing that God is enthroned in the praises of his people there's something that rises up in the praises and the worship of God corporately that gives him his kingship that gives him his enthronement that, that sense of he is Lord of all and he's Lord of everything in my life today I can trust him so uh, I love worshiping with you I'm just uh, having a printer malfunction so I'm, print- I'm going to be preaching off of my screen. It's got to recognise my face, remember, to be able to get into it. Oh, there we go, um, today. But hey, we're starting. We've we've been in a series um, called "Looking Out," and uh, next week we're starting a brand new series. Who knows what it's called? FAQ. FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions. And I want to encourage you: if you've got any questions at all, put them. There's a, out in the foyer, in the next step uh, area. There, there's a box with question marks all over it. And you can put your question in there. And uh, there's already quite a few that we're looking through. And we'll be meeting uh, to divvy them up with a few myself but other speakers. Let, let me give you the ground rules for, for FAQ series starting next week. Basically, you can ask anything you want. And there's been some interesting questions already, to say the least. And um, But ha- this is how I'm going to and we're going to go about answering any question. Are you ready? Basically... We're going to answer it in a way where if the Word of God is absolutely clear, if the Bible is clear on it, we'll give you exactly what the Bible says about that question. Where it is not exactly clear, we'll give you maybe some uh, different ways of looking at that question, that that, uh, are different angles to look at it that are not clear. And then I or the preacher probably will lean in and give you where we sit. With that, how I would view that, but I'll make that very clear: the difference between my opinion and the Word of God. Because who knows, my opinion is nothing compared to God's Word. Amen. And neither is yours, by the way. (laughs) So uh, we—that—that's how we're going to be doing it as of next week, uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, And so we'll try and do something where we let you know in advance, uh, either via the email or social media what the question is going to be. And it might be more than one on a Sunday, by the way. It might be two or three or four that we actually get through um, on that day to give you a bit of an idea. Great, great opportunity maybe to invite some friends along. I'm sure we'll have the, 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 the famous one, why do bad things happen to good people, things like that, stuff like that. Uh, anyway, I won't get into it this week, but it's great that you're with us this morning. But this morning, uh, I'm not going to get into that series, but I want to share a message with you as we uh, sort of a, a question that I often have in my life and the question comes from I don't know about you but a very frustrating experience that happens to me quite regularly driving up Calamunda Road. When you drive up Calamunda Road and you are on a phone call there is and as if you're like me you like to make some phone calls in your car and there's a spot on Calamunda Road where you can be in the most important phone call and just at that spot when you need to hear that important piece of information it what happens it just dies out and often you will be if you're like me you're driving to the spot and so you start saying just wait before you start talking I'm letting you know I'm coming up to the black hole this black spot on Kalamunda Road and uh, yeah I, I really that frustrates me It's also one thing that really frustrates me is um, the kids were rousing. Sky roused You so she needs a bit of a massage on her shoulders after if you walk past them and her legs are all sore, big full day, it was great fun. But the worst thing was, it was like one bar reception at the shearing shed. And we, we had another shearer there and he was playing all of his music through his phone. And me and Sky would have liked to have changed the channel a few times. And so he said, do you want to play your music? And I wanted to play mine. I said, can I Bluetooth it in? But I just didn't have enough range or bars. It was so frustrating. So you put it up on this spot in the shed where it's in the highest corner and it tilted a little bit and poke your tongue to the side and stand on one leg and and say grace. I don't know. And just trying to get, there's nothing more frustrating in life than being out of range. And that's what I'm speaking this morning. There's nothing more frustrating in life spiritually than when you feel like you're out of range with God. When you feel like you're just getting no service in your prayer life. So I want to really encourage us this morning uh, that God wants us to experience life where we're in range, uh, where you have full reception, full bars. And there are times, though, we have to admit, where that's not always going to happen. We're going to go through times where we drop out of range as Christians, where it just doesn't sense his presence like we used to, where we just feel like our prayers are hitting the ceiling. Where Am I really on track at the moment? I'd love to give us some thoughts this morning around that. And I want to start with Mark chapter 3 verse 14, which is a fantastic scripture where Jesus had been about to select his 12 apostles. It says in verse 13, I've just got 14 on the screen there, it says in verse 13, he went up on up on the mountain and called to him those he himself wanted. And they came to him. Then it says this, Then he appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have power to heal the sicknesses and cast out demons. That sounds cool, hey? That Jesus would appoint them to go out, to be looking out and to have power to heal sicknesses, to cast out demons, to set people free, to go out and do stuff. But I just want you to catch your attention on the first thing that he called them to. The first thing before, in in looking out, the most important thing as a believer in being able to do anything is to be. Notice the first thing he says, he called them to be with him. That's really important. The call on your life is not all just to do, it is to be, amen? And that first call is, he just wants them to be with him. He wants everything you do in life to come out of being with him because it's in being in intimacy with God, with Jesus, that you maintain full reception and full range in your spiritual life. It's when intimacy is the most important thing that productivity just naturally happens it's not the other way around who knows that we've got the kids in this morning so I won't go on a sermon about how intimacy can bring fruitfulness all right but it is the more fruitful you are will come from how intimate you are with God coming out of that place of just being with him that's a whole sermon in itself And it's refreshing, I think, to know that that's what God's after. He's not after everything we can do, go and uh, do, but rather He just wants to be with you. The greatest thing we get in in a prayer life with God is not what we get from God. It is being with God and not going out of range. I want to give us a few thoughts. I love Psalms 54 verse 2. says, hear my prayer, O God, listen to the words of my mouth, that desire to sense that God is hearing Our prayers. And I just want to give a few things that could help us this morning on what would cause us to drop out of range, what would cause our spiritual prayer life maybe to be down to one bar, zero bars, then SOS. Um, And these are some things that, again, I want to encourage us with them, I don't want you to feel condemnation about these things, but rather the fact that we are all going to go through times where this happens to us and where maybe our ears get dull, these are things that will help you. In other words, what I'm preaching this morning is a little bit like medicine, that sometimes it doesn't taste good when you take it, but it is very good for your life when you need it just prefacing it with that. Okay, number 1, the first thing is that when we pray and come to God with wrong motives, we can be out of range and it hinders our prayers. Wrong motives. 1 John 5:14, this is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And the truth is often we ask according to our will. But he says, if you are asking with the right heart motive, that you really desire God's will, you will stay in range with God. Now, this can be really hard because even Jesus was like this in the Garden of Gethsemane he said, when he said and prayed, Lord, take this cup from me. Look, if there's another way to save humanity, if there's another way besides looking to the cross, if there's some other way to do it, he says, take this cup from me in his prayer life. But then he says, because he's in full range, he says, but nevertheless, not my will be done, but yours be done. And he was okay with that. And he trusted the Father so much that his heart motive was for God's agenda that he was in full range, even when it looked tough. So don't ever judge your prayer life by your circumstances, Don't ever judge God's presence by the presence of your problems. He is still with you. Sometimes you can still be in absolute full range, walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but knowing that he is with you. James put it this way. He says, you ask and do not receive. But he says, why? Because you ask wrongly to spend it on your." passions again for your kingdom your will when Jesus taught his disciples to pray he said start and pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name praise you then he said your kingdom come and your will be done so the first thing in prayer the first thing to be in full reception is to come into a place of Lord I just want to I just want to be about your agenda today Lord if it doesn't go my way help me just to see what you're doing in the midst of today Lord, if I get a phone call that that takes me away from what I thought I was meant to do today, Lord, help me to be sensitive to your spirit and leading today. Lord, I want to be in full range. I don't want to just be in Brad's range. Amen? And so we need to check our motives. The first hindrance to getting out of range in that black hole, that spot, losing bars, is when we can have wrong motives. The second thing that can often happen is when we are ignoring God's Word in our prayer life or ignoring the Bible in our prayer life. You see, we are the most effective in prayer when we are saturated in God's Word because God's Word always reveals and confirms God's will. We know it's God's will when we know it is in God's Word. So that prayer when some people pray, Lord, please give my boss a heart attack, may not be the actual will of God, and you can know that by the Word of God. <laughs> Too many people laughing there. Some of the church staff even. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus is the boss amen he's the boss of this place amen it says in Proverbs 28 9 if anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction even their prayers are detestable uh, notice that if you turn a deaf ear God, I know God's word says this I know what it says but I turn a deaf ear to that because I've got my agenda uh, and I'm still praying for something but you're praying for something but you're ignoring God's word and and that's not and God's like it's not it's a, it's an, another translation says it's an abomination to him. And so it's like I've given you so much and hasn't he blessed us with his word? He's blessed us so much that so we can know how to pray in line with God's word like Elijah did in Kings when he prayed for rain. And the prophet Elijah didn't just pray once or twice. The Bible says he prayed seven times that it would rain, that the drought would break. And he sent his servant seven times to keep checking. And it's like, Elijah, check your heart motives, mate. Maybe God's not answering because your motives are wrong. But his motives were right. And then he also, we find that he was praying in line with God's word. Because he had heard from God that God had said, I will break the drought. I will bring rain. And once he heard it from God, and this is how I live my life, when I hear it from God, when it lines up with Scripture and I get it in my heart, you will not stop me praying and believing it because God has said it. And that's why, if I can step on any other toes this morning... (laughs) I get frustrated and I'm not having a go at people when I say this and, and I, I put myself in this category. But sometimes in a prayer meeting and they'll just pray about a situation or pray something and say, but, but God's will be done. And I'm okay with that to a certain extent. But did you know some things... If we weren't lazy, we would know what God's will was and we wouldn't just pray God's will would would be done, but we would declare it, proclaim it and pray it because we know He says it in His Word. Amen? And I'm preaching to myself here, but it's something we need to hear. And it's sometimes, oh, God's will be, it's so airy-fairy. Well, I'm just going to give it to God. Whatever. I tell you, I, I just, it frustrates me because I just think there are some things that God is clear on and we need to study to show thyself approved, a workman work, you know, that knows the Word of God. And it's a challenge for me too. So I think that's important that we pray in line with the Bible. Number three, another thing that can hinder our prayers, not only ignoring God's Word, but is when we've got unforgiveness living, and I'm going to say it a bit differently, not just unforgiveness, when you've got unforgiveness living in you. And I didn't plan to say that, just feeling that now from the Holy Spirit. When you've got unforgiveness living in you, that it's like it's in your being, that it's controlling you, that it's dominating you and leading your life in decisions, thoughts and words, that unforgiveness is actually giving birth to things in your life. And it's a horrible thing. It's a, unforgiveness is a poison to our life, and it poisons our prayer life. I love that saying that someone once said: "said um, Not forgiving somebody and holding bitterness in your heart is like swallowing poison and hoping the other person dies." It's us who are imprisoned by unforgiveness. Mark eleven twenty five says this: "And when you stand praying, notice this the posture of prayer." If you hold anything against anyone, that's pretty broad. If you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. Such a powerful thing that the posture of prayer is one of being not only vertically clean and in good relationship with God... But a healthy prayer life is when horizontally we are clean in good relationship with others. And let me say this, uh, the Bible is clear that we are to live at peace with all men so long as it depends on you, you to play your part. I'm not downplaying that there are times in our life where forgiveness is a process and journey. And I'm not downplaying that you would have had things happen to you and things in your life that you're like, I just don't know that I can forgive that person. And the good news I have for you this morning is you don't have to do it on your own. The good news is that you have God's grace to give you that power to forgive that person. I would never ask you to do something you can't do without God. You need Him to empower you to forgive to power you to bless and one way I think I might have shared this before when I started practicing this in my own life was in my prayer life just to shout out the person's name and and just to bless them and shout out this we had something went down at a church and I was struggling with this thing in my heart you know holding it thinking how could that person do that and I started to in my prayer time just pray blessings on them it was really interesting because at the time God started to give me eyes to see them not as just a, a, an older person that, that had hurt me, uh, that offended me but I just started to see them as a young person like that, that, that just once loved God and God gave me this vision that, that they were young once and loved God and they, they, they were just journeying, they're, they're like me, they're like all of us, we make mistakes and I just started to get this grace for this person I started to love this person I'm like blessing them in my prayer life and so there's no worries talking to them or shaking their hand because God's done a work in my heart to go, you know what, I'm forgiven. How can I not forgive? Forgiven people forgive. You cannot give what you have not received but we have received forgiveness. I want to encourage you in your prayer life to, to, you know, that's why coming to communion every week as a church is powerful. It's powerful as we examine ourselves and we And we just say, Lord, I want to be clean in your sight. And the good news is we are. By the way, the the little cracker and the special juice, we don't pour special stuff in that that makes you clean before God before you get here. It's just that vehicle, that representation that I am already holy. I am already clean. I am already forgiven because of Jesus. And what we're doing is renewing our mind and coming into agreement with God. See, the word confess means to agree with. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1.9 If you confess, if you agree with God. See, everything in the kingdom just about comes from agreeing with God. When you agree with his word, when you agree with him and come into alignment with what God says for your life, you're living in that place and posture. But unforgiveness is something, maybe this morning, You know it's a process, but it's time to take another step in that process of forgiveness for you. Unforgiveness. The fourth thing is similar to what I just shared, but a little bit different. It's when our relationships are toxically out of order. I'll say that that way because it's not that every relationships are going to be perfect. In this room, I don't have to be a prophet to know that there's relationships disorder in all of our lives in our we're a family maybe in your other other parts of your family so but what I'm talking about is when we come to God and we're again ignoring what he is wanting us to do in a certain relationship um, causes us to go out of range especially in our marriage relationship amen can really step on some toes now can't we one Peter three seven says this: Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives, and treat them with respect as the weaker, and that is not weaker in terms of any any other form, but physically, uh, partner as and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life. Catch that. So treat your wives, treat your partner with this respect. Treat them as they as heirs, as worthy of God's gift. And then it says, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. I don't know about you, but that's so true. And I I asked Skye she should write a book one day. She doesn't want to be a preacher, but you really should write a book. of All the different times, it'd be an interesting read, but the amount of times I've had to talk to Skye, we've had to sort things out before I'm going to preach that Sunday. Because I just don't feel right. In the car this morning, just kidding, not today, we were good. We took separate cars. By the way, that... That can be a solution to a lot of problems, by the way. (laughs) Just a bit of advice. But I just, and when your heart is really soft and, and uh, towards God, you don't want things, you don't want to be in, you know, especially when you are called to ministry and, and uh, you know, you don't want things to be yuck between partners and then try and have a ministry like this, you not like that. So it's so important to keep short accounts, but not just for ministry, for just believers, for life. Because guess what? You're all in full-time ministry. Hallelujah. And every, every person here is in full-time ministry. And our first ministry is to our marriage. And someone once said to me, "Brad, your ministry will never go further than your higher than your marriage." Woo. And uh, the thing is, in marriage, we reflect God. We reflect Jesus and His church. There's a reflection there. So God's passionate about marriage. And just keeping short accounts in them of three. Amazing words that I am sorry can do a lot of healing work and power when we put down our pride and just give it to God. I know we I did a wedding recently and um, in the wedding, I, it's funny, I've got a part where I asked the, the couple, do you mind if I say this towards the end of the ceremony before I pronounce you husband and wife and it's I give them word for word I don't want any surprises I never like to use weddings or funerals as a platform or opportunity for some sort of evangelistic ministry I think it's about the people and the person. And so I said, do you mind if I say this? And they read it and they were really happy with it. I was so, so happy because I say it at every wedding I do. No one said no yet. And I just talk about in Ephesians 5 where it says, never let the sun go down on an argument. And I'd say, I want to encourage this couple that, yes, it might be really great today as we stand each other before each other looking wonderful and everything's beautiful, but there are going to be some days. (laughs) Come on. There are going to be some days where it doesn't look like this and you'll be tempted to hit that your head hit the pillow and take on that pillow all this weight and all this burden and all this ought between you and your partner and you'll be one millimeter apart physically but a million miles apart spiritually don't ever let that happen and the way is to keep short accounts and every night give each other grace as your head hits the pillow to say we're not perfect and this might take some time to work this out but hey I just want to know I love you and it's, you're forgiven short accounts will keep your prayer life hot for God. Amen. Another thing that, number five, that can really hinder our prayers is, is again, it's unconfessed sin. Strong, and what I've written here is a stronghold of sin. And what I mean by this is not just sin, because who knows if sin can hinder our prayers, then there's no point praying at all. And what we celebrated at communion just means nothing. Sin does not hinder your prayers, so to speak, like that, because you are right with God right now because of all he did. But it's when we are not real and transparent and honest with God about our sin that it hinders our prayers. It's when we are the hypocrites, as we learnt about, when they put on the face, we put on the mask to be what we're not. But really what God is looking for is never perfection, but always honesty and transparency. He is not after a perfect person because if he's only got one and his name's Jesus. He is after honesty, transparency and wouldn't this, isn't this a great message on the culture of the type of church at Kalamunda we want to see, continue this is the type of culture, a culture of people that are just real with God because sometimes we take ourselves so seriously and God not serious enough, real with God and real with one another and real with ourselves And, and what I mean by this is that God knows all our sin anyway so just be real and honest with Him. No matter how bad it is, no matter how hard it is, be honest with Him. And like I said, 1 John 1.9, just confess and talk to God. The psalmist said, If I had cherished sin in my heart, catch that, cherished it in my heart, holding on. getting it, Once it gets a hold of you, then it wants to get a stronghold of you. And then when you've got a stronghold of you, you need weapons of warfare that can demolish strongholds. And I'm here to tell you this morning, we're going to have some opportunity for prayer at the front. And prayer people that can come down, people we trust to to come and pray for you. And we could see that that is one of the weapons of our warfare to demolish strongholds in our life, to pray for one another. The Bible says that when we confess our sins to one another, there is an avenue for healing from God in James. To confess to one another—that's where healing can come. Uh, if you follow, like Shalom House and a lot of the work that Shalom House and, and Peter does, there, there's so much confession to one another. So much of putting things on the table where the light is, and when it's on the table where the light is, it has no power. All the power the enemy has is always in darkness, always in secret always cherish sin in the heart where it's dark and hidden it can then destroy your life but you bring it to the light as he, uh, bring it to the light it has no power because the blood of Jesus has washed you of everything anyway you can't make up for it you can't earn your way back it is done it is finished and what are you doing you're coming into agreement with God that this is who I really am you're not just a sinful person you're a saint You are a child of the living God. Bring it into the light. And uh, lastly, finish on this point. Is that something that can get us out of range is uh, unbelief and doubt. Again, I want you to really hear me clear on what I mean by this. Is that Jesus in the Bible, we see, always responded to faith. Didn't always respond to needs, did he? Every need. But he did respond to faith. Whenever anybody came in faith and trust, he didn't go, no, I don't think I want to do anything for you today. He says, man, your faith has made you well. What such great faith. And he loves faith. He loves faith. Why? Because as a dad, you love it when your kids believe you. And there's nothing more frustrating when you're telling them the truth and they don't believe you. And there's nothing more frustrating for God when he is giving you his truth and we struggle to trust him and believe him. See, faith is really just acting as if what God says is true. And when we exercise it, we enter in to that trust in our prayer life. So for example, Mark 11:24. Therefore I tell you whatever you ask for in prayer remember the context there we talked about it before but whatever you ask for in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours and that scripture just taken in isolation can sound like you can just get any you know just believe anything receive and it will be yours but again in line with God's will and trusting God's word notice you believe before you receive and I think that's a big thing the world just wants to receive and then I'll believe. when I see it, I'll believe it. And God says, "If you want to see it, you've got to believe it. That's how you come into the kingdom, by the way. That's how you come to faith is the trust. I don't, I've never seen Jesus myself. If you have, come and give me a, let me know what He looked like to you. But, but I've never seen Him, but I know Him. And it was in faith, when I trusted, that I first saw Him, not physically, but in my heart, in my life, that he became real to me. James 1 verse 5 to 7 says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, it says, Let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But then he says this, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he'll receive anything from the Lord. See, He will give it, but let Him ask in faith with no doubting. And I want to give you some really good news this morning. I would never ask you to ask in faith without doubting in your own strength, but the Holy Spirit will give you that grace on your life to ask in a way and trust Him. It's not a man-made effort. It's not, I'm going to just turn this thing up until I can believe, 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 believe. No, you just rest and say, God, I trust, I believe Holy Spirit. Give me that grace to believe and trust you. You know, the Bible says this then, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the more of the Word of God you are hearing and getting into your life, faith is just growing and rising and trust is there. But the more doubt you're getting, the more news you're watching, the more the world speaks in, the more them friends say that thing to you, you, you know what's coming? Doubt comes by the Word of your friends. Doubt comes by the Word of the world. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God, maybe this morning for you, one of these points has been something that's, yeah, God, you're challenging me. Speak to me about that. My prayer, prayer this morning as I was meditating on this yesterday is that the Calamunda Church would be a place of full reception, a f- place where full bars and, you know, that's my prayer that I want to pray over us corporately this morning, that we'll, this will be a, like Bethel, a place where heaven comes down, a place that up and down to heaven, a place where there's clarity, a place where your life can get a touch from God that it can't get anywhere else because there's a, there's a special anointing and a special grace here to be able to hear clearly, to have full reception, that God will reveal things, illuminate, turn the light on, bring revelation to your life but maybe this morning it actually starts with you responding to checking your signal spiritually. And as I said, we're gonna open the front up and there's gonna be some prayer people come down and just be around down the front with myself, would love to pray for you. You might see a certain one, wanna go to that person. It's something we're building here more is to have a place of prayer where people that we trust can come and pray for you and that you can receive ministry because hey, we can't just play church. We can't just hear sermons and walk away and say, oh, what about this? God wants us to not spectate, but participate, to get involved, to get into to, to actually saying, this is not just about playing church anymore. I want to do business with God today. And this is an opportunity. Again, not a manipulation. If You don't need to come down the front, but I would feel like it would be a criminal offence spiritually for pastors and leaders not to offer real ministry. Because I know what it's like to go to churches where I walk away Thirsty, because all that has happened is I've heard about the water, I've been told about the water, but there was no opportunity to come and drink, to receive. And sometimes we don't just need a corporate prayer, we need someone to pray with us, amen. Would you stand with me as I pray a blessing over us to conclude the service? And just as we're in that attitude of prayer and worship, I just want to pray that blessing over us as a church. And if you're comfortable to just, don't have to pray it out loud, but just in your heart to join with my faith and agree with what God is doing. Lord, that thank You so much, Father, that in the beginning You said, let there be light and there was light because Your words have creative power. And Father, we thank You that we know now that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so Father, we just wanna speak words of life into this place, into this atmosphere. Words of grace, life, truth, love, mercy, forgiveness and healing, Father. Father, we pray that Kalamunda Church, us as people would be a place, a community where we are in full reception, Father, where we can hear You, where together when somebody else drops out, we can pick a brother up, we can pick a sister up and say, let me pray for You to get them bars back up, get into reception, just let's share our hearts together. Lord, let this church be a church where we are real with You and transparent with each other. We thank You, Father, so much that You love us just the way we are. And you love us too much to leave us just there that you want to continue to transform us. So Lord, as I open the altar up, Lord, as we come, I pray, Lord, Father, for anyone that needs prayer, that they'll just feel comfortable and safe to come and receive prayer. Father, we do just pray that blessing and speak over this place, Calamunda, a place where people will meet with you, experience you, be healed by you. Thank you, Jesus, that you said your house will be called a house of prayer, a house of prayer. So the worship team is going to come back and some of our prayer team will come down and feel free to come for prayer. Thanks.